Welcome to Women Bridging the Gap, everybody. Today, we're going to talk Super Bowl. I actually want to start with a question for you, right? Okay. About what a white woman can say to a black woman in a About what? situation. Well, I mean, now I'm going to tell you, and now I'm very nervous. No, I'm kidding. But here's the thing. So I'm talking with a, a student, a young black woman, and as usual, like people start asking me for advice, life, whatever comes up. And to not, I, maybe she's listening, maybe she's not. I don't want her, this poor woman to be like, she's talking about me. But it came up and, and there was this moment where I said, you know, we're at, take advantage of 2022. And I was a little nervous, but I trust this woman. And I said, you know, we're in a reckoning mm -hmm. and we're in a correction. Like we're in a correction right now. It's not always going to be the case that companies, whether for performative reasons or not, are actively looking to hire and train people of color, black men, but most especially black women right now. Yeah. And I said, so this is an opportunity for you. Like you actually don't need all the skill sets you say you need because there will be people to train you on that. You just have to be active. And then as I'm saying it, I'm wondering, is this fucking appropriate for me to be having this conversation? Yes. Okay. Because it's your industry. And you and, and this is not, not really my industry. This was kind of like life advice. You know what I mean? But I was like, you're a young black woman. If I were a young black woman, here's all the shit I would be doing to take advantage of this opportunity. You know, like it is, it is crazy. Like it is. And yes, there's, you know, because then it's so funny because I, but I do worry. Like, I don't want people to think, oh, you're othering me or you're singling me out or you're telling me I'm not qualified. Like, I was so, I like, I think I walked through that minefield. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but you know this person, so it's okay. The only time it's like weird is if you, you don't know this person and then yeah. the person doesn't understand how to take the context. Do you know right. what I mean? It's you true. know this person. So she understands where you're coming from. The only time this will be inappropriate is if you never met this person before and had no idea who she was, what right. she's talking and then, about. Right. And then I'm like, here's right. how to live your life. Yeah. Exactly. No, it was, right. I mean, this was like how to live your life experience. Although then I have to say what's so awful is I saw two former students last night, both women, both white, but talking an unbelievable 2022 they're still getting told to smile. Yeah. Like by men in court. There's still a discussion of like their hair by men. There's still, I mean, I was like, you have got to be kidding me. So this that woman I told you about earlier who came into my shop and purchased all this, uh, this stuff. Her daughter came with her as an attorney because, you know, the, the mother was an attorney and the daughter's not taking over the mother's firm. And she was talking about all of the micro, well, she wasn't calling them microaggressions, but all of the things that have been the sexist comments that she's been receiving because now she runs a very big firm that only employs women. Wow. So, I mean, it's not big, but you know what I mean? Like it's a firm Matters. that only employs I mean, and she was, we were just having this discussion about because she needed a briefcase on wheels to carry all of her um, papers when she's going right. to court. She wants to look professional because I showed her this really cute one that is all, it's like black and gold. And she said, no, I can't do that. She goes, as much as it's beautiful and I would love it, I need to be taken seriously. And that, you know, that's like, seriously? So you can't 
dress or have the kind of bag that you want because you want to be taken seriously. So she's got this. It's a beautiful briefcase. Oh, my God. It is one of the most stunning things we make. But it's very masculine. I think we're still there. I mean, I think we're still there. And here's the tension, though, in, in a kind in a client based society where you're the mouthpiece for your client. Choosing your battles, this is what I, this is the struggle. And we were talking about this last night because do you take, do you go into work or go into court? And I might have different answers going to the office or going to court, but going to court where, you know, you do have whatever the judge's biases are, whoever that judge is, right? Mm -hmm. And it, it is a human, even though they're setting it all aside, it's the person is human. And you are speaking for your client and you need to do your best for your client. Is that the moment that you choose to pitch a battle? Mm-hmm. Or because it would be at, I mean, to be at the detriment of your client. So you can't really pitch the battle there. Now, can you pitch the battle in the office when you're not going to court? Hell yes. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. then... You're not working on representatives, just office politics. And that's then you got to figure out when to choose your battle after you've earned credibility and after you've sort, you know, after they realize you're amazing, then you wear what you want. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but why, do, why does it have to be that way? Because I noticed that there's so many mediocre white men. Like, oh, get absolutely. So much bullshit. And why? They all why wear the women, uniform. They all yeah, wear the uniform. Women, black, white, or, or people of color, all women women why do we have to be exceptional why do we have to be exceptional to be able to do what we want to do when these mediocre white men get to be whatever they want and do whatever they want that's not necessarily true so what you're saying because we're talking about clothing and then we're talking about mediocre white men but i will say that mediocre white men i mean mostly at a firm they're wearing they're wearing their uniform you know the blue wearing suit with the white shirt a mediocre white man couldn't walk in in a red shirt, a red suit with a black shirt. They could a mediocre. They couldn't do that. So I think it is the same when it comes to dress. But, but they, they don't have to be talking about If they want to wear like different clothes, they do. But so yeah, like case, that is true. has to be exceptional. Right. If you want to be odd or outside the norm, you need to be exceptional no matter what you want to do. But I do think you're right. You can be a middle of the road white man. And I actually am not even sure that's true right now because I have to say it's hard, but I, I can't tell you like how many hiring situations where I've talked to people where they just know a white man's I'm just not applying will not get the job. Because it's the, it's the, it's the over. And I have to say a lot of these white men are saying, and I'm okay with it. It's the correction, but I, you know, but I'm not, I, and even an acceptable, an exceptional white man isn't going to get the job because of course there's going to be an equally exceptional woman or person of color or both or both. Right. And they're going to get the job. And, and that's fair right now. That's fair game. Like I, that is, that is the correction, but I, it's, it, and it all depends because that's maybe true at some firms, but then at other firms, you know, or other companies that might not be happening at all. Companies, it's not happening. Yeah, it's hard, but let's talk. All right, let's talk Super Bowl. So here's the thing. I watched it. I did watch it the day after. 
And I will have to say, Mary Blige looks fucking awesome. But I will say, I will say, as the feminist I am, and not that you shouldn't wear what you want to wear, but she's like in a fucking leotard and every other person is just dressed like they're hanging out and going to dinner. Ah, but they're not. They're not. Every single outfit was a statement. Every single outfit from Snoop. She's the only one that was half nude. Yeah, but her outfit was making a statement as well. So every what outfit. What was that had a statement st- other than ogle me? It wasn't ogle me. See, Alex, you got to stop thinking that way. That outfit was made by a black designer. Okay. And she's always dressed like this. I totally agree with that, but it is. But she's so always dressed to, like this. She's whole, but she's trying to be the, the, the whole thing was about being the people they were. Right. When they were famous. I mean, not that they're not famous now, but when they were, when those songs right. were at their heyday, right. he was just keeping in line with that. Plus, the outfit that she was wearing was made by a black designer. Or she had a black costume designer, uh, a black costumer who helped her. Like, it was, you know, and plus we don't, black women don't think the same way about the way we look in these clothes like white women do. It's like... It, no, it, I this think, is, this brings us back to the Super Bowl with Jennifer Lopez and all the white women going absolutely batshit crazy because she was pole dancing. But like the thing is, it, it's just it's it's not it, it's not about ogle me ogle me. Well, maybe it is for Jennifer, but it was not for Mary. It's about it's just about this is who I am, and we embrace our curves. We're embracing who we are as people. I, 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 I don't totally buy that. And and here's I mean, that is true. I do think that's true. But you have to say, like, when you're three years old and there's a man and a woman and they're saying, like, claim your authenticity, like men don't think by claiming their authenticity that they have to parade their bodies out there. Women somehow, whether it's a statement saying love my curves, love me. Like. That is an that is an idea like that is so buying into the feminine ideal of what men put upon us. I mean, no, women no. didn't women didn't make stockings like not for black women. It is not for black women in you this can't, same well, way. You can't, that might be a statement of truth or retaking it. But w- black women are no different in the sense that. We were owned by men. Women were owned by men until very recently. And it was legal to rape a wa- a, your wife until the last state fell in 1991. Like we are. I do think we need to own our curbs and be body positive and put it out there. But I have to say, putting your putting your sexuality out there, I still think it is playing into even though we might need to go through this. Because I think white women should be able to do it too. But I still think it's from, the, ma- it it's from the patriarchy. It is from the patriarchy. I don't think so. At all right. all because a I, lot we of black agree women, to disagree. But I like okay. every time, like I got to say, like women like sexy stockings. Men invented stockings. Men, women didn't invent stockings because they were comfortable. Makeup. Men invented makeup for women. You know, like it's the it is all it was all made to be attractive. It's you know, to men. But there's nothing wrong with wanting to be attractive. But you see, the thing is, it's not always about the men. Like most of the women I know, well, well the women that well, black that women would be true. Right? But so I gotta be honest, Alex. Alex okay, wait a minute, Alex. 
most of the black women I know, when we are going out and we're asking each other, what are you wearing? What are you wearing? Because we want to look good for us. You understand? I don't give a fuck what man is looking at me if I'm naked or not. But you don't really think that women, a lot of women dress to make other women dr- feel bad you think no. it's all sisterhood i just don't buy that at no. all that is, I don't have, that I is like some never had that what all black women are best friends like no. i have never I seen not. two women like i've seen two black women yelling at each other in the street just like i've seen two white women yelling at each other in the street yeah, and, I'm not and saying people you. shaming other people because they're not dressing a certain way yep. and, and, and and that happens all across the on all instagram the all the statistics on Instagram is like all those women who are being their authentic selves are making other women depressed about themselves. So it isn't sisterhood. Yeah, but, but what is that saying about us as individuals? If I decide to go onto Instagram and wear my like, which I do all the time, wear my gym outfits that and, and I have abs. And that makes someone else feel bad because I have abs and they don't. And I think doing this because of them or am I or they being upset because of themselves. Like at some point, when are we going to start taking responsibility for the fact that we have to stop comparing ourselves to everyone? My having abs is because I work the fuck hard for this. But you don't have to if you don't want to. Right. Don't compare yourself to me. Don't okay, compare yourself to say, let's, That's really a privileged answer. Wow. Talk it's about a privileged, privileged ability. I know, but, but it that is, is a privileged like, answer. All right. It, it is. is. It's it a very is privileged answer. It's a very privileged answer, but it's very real. It is it very is. real. But I, I, for like kids, for, for young people who are looking at that, now they think that's the standard or that's the standard of beauty. And they're not from money. They can't spend two hours a day working out because they have to go work at a factory 10 hours a day. And so then their self-esteem is also going to be in the pit. Don't we have responsibility as women to make everybody help everybody rise? Yes, but that but that's different. So wearing a ten thousand dollar diamond outfit, whether it's JLo it wasn't or a ten thousand dollar diamond outfit, though. All right. I'm it just saying I know I love the outfit. I have no real problem with this at all. But it is like a thing I noticed that, as usual, the woman was half naked and the men weren't. And all that is is an observation that how you call that empowerment, I say it's not much different than the Playboy Mansion parties. I'm just saying there's no I don't think there's a I think in the end, women want to say it's about power. I'm like, it's still women are half naked and men are fully clothed and still men have all the power. So I just want to point that out. And that's it. But every outfit did make a statement. So they were talking to before the Super Bowl happened. I read this entire article about how before the Super Bowl happened, they asked Snoop Dogg not to invoke any kind of gang related type of, of activity. So they didn't want him to wear so he wore colors. I saw but, it. Did you, but the entire outfit was made of the bandanas. The yeah. entire outfit. I was like, and then he crip walked. Then right. he crip walked. And, and I think and he then did then it was yeah. <laughs> then they asked Dr. Dre not to sing the fuck the police and WA. He sang fuck the police. They asked Eminem not to kneel. He kneeled. They, uh, um, they censored Kendrick Lamar. They actually cut away 
from half his performance, like a, not half of his performance, but a bit of his performance that that was they found uh, not not you know I guess not ready to the censors or whatever. But what was so amazing about Kendrick, he was wearing Virgil Abloh. And for any of our listeners, Virgil Abloh was the black designer who was desi- um, designing for men's Louis Vuitton, who passed away recently. And he was exceptional, an exceptional, exceptional designer. We lost a legend just at the beginning of this year. And was the beginning of this year or was it the end of last year? Whenever it was, Virgil Abloh has passed away. And Kendrick was wearing one of his outfits. And I was just like, <laughs> and the way they came out of the boxes, to me, that was the best performance of the night. I'm a big Kendrick Lamar fan. Me too. And I Lamar. I mean, I loved all of it. I want to talk I... about body shaming. Every single meme I am listening, seeing on the internet is about 50 cents being hanging upside down and being too fat and singing in the club. Every single meme is about like 50 cents, triple the size, and maybe he's a dollar now. Oh my, oh God. Like, so mean. What? That is mean. And, but what is funny, I will say, Eric, Eric watched it before I did. And he was like, I was just so impressed. He's because, you know, Snoop Dogg looks so healthy and like fit and, you know, because they're our age. Right. And he was like, and Dr. Dre, like he's so trim. And, and I'm thinking he doesn't listen. So it's fine. I'm like, yeah, uh, Eric, see, see it. You can be our age and fit. Yeah, Eric, like that, that can happen. And he's, we're not talking about that right now. I'm just observing. And, but I, but the funny thing is, is that you're right. And then I didn't even realize that that 50 cent was kind of in the back and shamed anyway. Like they were like stage directions. No, you're in the back. You're upside down. We're going to just let you. Like oh my God. That. That's so fucking funny. That I was just like, what am I watching here? Is this the bullshit? What? But I have to say, Kendrick's performance, oh my God, stays with me right now. Stays with me. It was so good. Rent free in my head. Well, I also like that the camera stuff for him was just also so much stronger. I really felt like you could hear, you could hear everything, like, which I really liked. Would, would, and I mean, with Snoop Dogg and and Dr. Dre and even Eminem, it was, but mostly Dr. Dre and and Snoop. I mean, I was like, okay, this is oldies hour. I was like, this is amazing. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, this is so ridiculous that these are now oldies. I mean, might as well do rock around the clock now. Like, it's just, it is. Oh, well, they did that. But you know what was interesting? My, I have my neighbor's cousin uh, plays for the Bengals. So they were there watching the game. The stage was set to only be seen on one side. The other side of the, if you were sitting on the other yeah. side of the stage, you completely missed. Oh, yeah. that's kind of, that's how they decide what side got the show. I don't know. It was very strange. It was very strange. But I like, loved I, mean, I loved the, I loved the design, though. I thought it was really great. Yes. I mean, I I loved the I, I loved it. But I mean, it, to me, it was still it was just OK. Like people were going on and on about how amazing it was. And I was like, it's good. It was OK. I like Kendrick's oh, performance. I am not like I, you know, you know, our listeners, please don't hate on me more than you already do but i you know i just don't care if the new york giants were in the super bowl i'd be watching but otherwise i really just don't give a shit and and on top of that like if, if it's a really good commercial somebody will pass it to me and you know yeah. and the halftime show i've got to say since it's usually a medley you know with songs kind of yeah. like this one was i was like I, whatever and i'm a huge bruce springsteen fan when he did the super bowl my first reaction was like really 
Like how, you know, like now you're really just saying you're mainstream. There's no counterculture to you at all. And it is sort of like yeah, Snoop Doggy Dog is playing at the Super Bowl I and Dr. Dre. And I'm like, really, this is this is all right. You know, which is is something to celebrate. But I have to say, like, it did it, it did upset me a little bit because the NFL has been so horrible to black their black players, and I'm like, what message are we sending? But right, you know, and, and but as far as the skitchy skip for performances, and let's not get political, right. but just performance. Well, we can get a little political because I yeah, think true. it was important for Middle America because Super Bowl is such a Middle America, every American kind of thing that it was. But they kind boycotted. Of they boycotted a lot of a lot of middle America boycotted the Super Bowl. Yeah, it was a, it was huge on Fox, you know. So and then there was oh my god, this woman, <laughs> this she's being she's fighting for her life right now in the comments TikTok. This woman said, "How wonderful for Eminem to kneel for Colin Kaepernick. He's the voice of this message that needs to be heard." And. Of course, you know, black people were like, oh, so we needed a white man to kneel in order right. for the message to be heard. And then then this got duetted by a very famous TikToker saying, this is why we hate white allies, because you think your voice is what needs to be heard to right, save exactly. our message. I was actually so, surprised so, that Eminem was asked to do. I mean, oh, I no. wasn't surprised. He's he, he Dr. Dre discovered him. No, it's true. Dr. Dre true discovered Snoop. Dr. Stray just Well, that I knew, but I was just thinking it would be an all. No, show. I knew, but it was, not, no, I knew. And I knew I knew that. And that, I mean, first of all, Eminem is honorary black person. We've already claimed. Him. I get it. I it also was, thought it would be more of an all Inglewood. It'd be all L.A. Ah, uh, yeah, that's like true. It wasn't, it, you know, I think Kendrick should have had a bigger performance because, you know, he won. He, he he's won. Was it a Peabody for his album? Because they were like, it's like poetry, lyrical poetry. I don't know. Anyway, but performance wise. Yeah. Just putting all the picks aside. Performance wise. Why to me wasn't the best performance. And I mean, this might actually this is going to be a little political when we had Michael Jackson jumping up on stage, being silent for three seconds, having the whole crowd go fucking mental. This performance was not that. Beyonce coming out on onto the onto the you know the green with her like her dancers getting ready yeah. to sing girls around the world, the crowd going crazy like that. You know what I'm saying? As far as a performance, they did not give what we've had in the past. Prince's performance will go down in history as one of the best performances ever. Oh my god, I nearly wept. You know what I mean? Like. Even Lady Gaga jumping from the from the top of the of the stadium in it was that opening big that was like you know what I'm saying so that's why I'm I'm like oh, yeah it was great to see black performers but it was not but there also have been people are acting like there never been black performers I think oh what we're talking is like there've been black performers this is rap I mean I do think yes. there was that moment of this was this was a rap performance. This was a rap a performance. performance. That, right. Like, it, you know, because we've had black performers before. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, but we I think it was Janet Jackson. <laughs> and her breast. No, it's. That, that would, you, you know, I watched the documentary. You know that that was a mistake, right? Yeah. Oh, because people thought it was on purpose. Oh, I totally knew it was a malfunction. I remember looking at it. 
Mm. And seeing it's so obviously a mistake and they're really polished performers. So they, you know what I mean? They went on with the show. It wasn't that, that's what. Did you know what happened afterwards? Did you know how she was disinvited to the Grammys and how Justin got to perform and how her career was almost black? When I watched that documentary, I've always loved, I've always loved her, right? I don't know. There was a time in my life where I just wanted to be her kind of thing more oh, yeah. than anybody, even more than Madonna, you know? And no, me too. Well, from good times on. Yes. And they talk about that. You know, she wasn't happy during good times. But then again, she was so young and her dad was pushing her. But anyway, that entire documentary, if you haven't watched it, is brilliant. My only problem with it is that she is adamant about her brother's innocence in the whole situation that he was in. I don't want to go and get into have you, it. Have you seen the movie We Need yes. to Talk About Cosby? No, I haven't, but I haven't seen that yet. I mean, I, I have to kind of like I get it. watching all this black trauma. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. Well, I don't even think that's about black trauma. That is about female trauma uh, because that's really, trauma. but it's the idea of what is our relationship to artists after they've been you know, outed as monsters. I mean, it might yes. as well be we need to talk about Woody. You know, it doesn't. We need to talk about a lot of them. We need to just like really elevate the Me Too movement. Right. I think it, it's died a little. I agree, but it's, but what is, so I have a friend who is writing an essay about her relationship to Picasso's art because mm-hmm. really realizing like he was a horrible womanizer, he was abusive, basically horrible to women. And all of his art, if you look at it through that lens, mm-hmm. like all the, it's not just fun shapes. It is really yeah. like he's distorting women. And what does that say about women and his view of women? And how does that change? I love Picasso. Do you know what I mean? The first thing I'm yeah. going to do in a city is drop into whatever Picasso museum they have. Because, you know, there's so many there's paintings. Always- <laughs> there's always something. But the idea is she's right to sort of like, we have to engage with that art differently. Yeah. And, and I was, you know, I was really happy for the essay, but I was like, oh God, it's another thing I can't fully enjoy. But because it's the same thing with Michael Jackson. Uh, like when I hear the, when I, you know, the music of our childhood, yeah. you know, when I hear PYT, the first thing I want to do is jump up and start dancing. And I might, but I feel a little bit guilty about it. Or it's just a little bit tainted. I feel a lot guilty about. I don't. I don't. I I like deleted everything from my from my library. I, 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 you know, like sometimes when I see something, it's so bad that if I see a video on TikTok that they have a Michael Jackson song, I will just swipe because I don't. I just don't want to. I don't want to. And I mean, this my cousin is obsessed with Michael Jackson, right? She has this uh, this love, you know, for him. And so she gets really upset when I'm like, but, you know, there's got to be, there's no smoke without fire. And I watched the documentary. I had to, Finding Neverland. Yeah. I just had to, I had to, I was very curious. And I cannot watch that documentary and think that those guys are lying. You cannot look at them. You can't look at their families. You can't look at their children. You cannot look at that as a whole, as a human, as a person, and not think, oh, my God, these these men are not lying. I agree with you. It's very hard. So then what, 
But but then I struggle like that court of public opinion makes me so nervous, you know, because. But I agree. I have a hard time. Do I really I I completely believe. What what Woody Allen did to his stepdaughter, I totally believe it happened. And yet it wasn't. You know, there's no law. It's it is the court of public opinion. It's Mm -hmm. reporting. It's his, you know, it's his son's reporting, which makes it even, you know, more in the family. Yeah. And 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 difficult. And, you know, I watched that documentary. Not yet, because I can't, you know, because the thing is, it is the struggle, right? It's the how can you not believe it? And then the thing is, what's my responsibility? So, you know, where do you draw your line? Yeah, so it's that same thing. So I saw, I was like scrolling, it was Netflix, whatever. I was looking for a movie and I saw some, I think it was his 2020 movie that was sort of the end of his career, my suspicion is. But, you know, I had this like, oh, I would love to watch a Woody Allen moment right now. And I didn't do it because I was like, I just can't, it's too gross. But Will I rewatch Crimes and Misdemeanors? Will I rewatch Hannah and Her Sisters? Yeah, I probably will. I don't think I could ever watch Manhattan again because it's just his focus on young girls. It's just too creepy. Yeah. So, but, you know, Crimes and Misdemeanors is one of my favorite movies of all time. I think I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm not excusing the artist. I might not enjoy, I might be looking at it through a different lens. But even so, the ghostwriter that somebody just recommended, it's like a 2010 movie with Ewan McGregor. And, but it's Roman Polanski directed it. I was (laughs) like, do I watch the Roman Polanski movie? You know, it's. I don't. I didn't. I mean, but it's, this is like, we're, it's our relationship to artists. It's It's hard, but it's, and how do you separate it? Can you enjoy the art? And separate the man. So even now, like I, I've been really struggling with Bill Clinton. Mm. And I'm not talking about Bill Clinton and his like smarminess that has happened posted. I'm actually like, let's just talk about Monica Lewinsky through this lens. And I was such a diehard supporter of Bill Clinton in Mm. during that. And I'm, I still struggle with whether it's an, an impeachable offense or not, but But the fact is, is that I was like, she was an adult. It was really bad. He did abuse, you know, his power, power, but, you know, big deal. He's president. Like, we got to move on. And now I look at it through that lens and I'm like, Alexandra, what short sighted kind of misogyny? No empathy for that woman. Do you know? No empathy for poor Monica Lewinsky, who. But it was a a different time, Alex, at that time. It was. it was a different time. Also, we as women, we don't feel as empowered then as we do now. It's true. The, 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 the reckoning of race is also the reckoning of women. Absolutely it is. So but that's more empowered now. But that's the thing, right? So I can forgive myself. So then the idea is, can we look at art? You know what I mean? Like through that lens of, can we look at art through that lens of knowing that if we go back too far, you know, in a sense, is most men 
most men prior to 1960, you know what I mean, with the mindset are probably behaving in ways that would would really rub us the wrong way. Even the most forward thinking man probably did it. And so thinking about that, can I enjoy anybody's art? Can I enjoy anybody's movies? Like it, I, I would like to be able to say, yes, it just needs to be nuanced. Everything is about the nuance. It's always, yeah. you know, so, so even going back to Mary, of course I want her to wear the sparkly outfit and look really hot and wear the black designer because the truth is I can't separate its nuance because I still shave my armpits. Mm. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and, and that's, and that is completely a product of such early conditioning that I just can't separate it from brushing my teeth. Like it's no different for me, you know, for me. And so I get it, you know, and I was like, you know, it's, we also just have to embrace the nuances. This is all really effing complicated. And there's got to be a lot of holding. Not everything is hypocritical. Things just can be complicated. Which is very interesting because a lot of these people, uh, a lot of these like Fox News, Middle America, hardcore Trumpers, Trumplicans, because they're not Republicans, they don't understand nuance and they live in a black and white world. So it's super hard for them to, un you know, to to separate so many things. If, we, if they could understand nuance, critical race theory wouldn't be such a problem. Right. You know what I mean? So it is really interesting that we can talk about nuance and you and I can understand what we're talking about. And yet we can't for certain for a large group of people. It is everything has to be black and white. If it's not this, it's that. There's a there's a guy on the senator, Rand Paul, who he he encapsulates that it's either masks work or they don't. Right. right. The, you know what I mean? And, and no, it's completely true. I mean, that's what makes it's so funny because I remember having an argument with my mother. Well, I mean, pick a day. Right. But when my mother was alive, <laughs> pick a day. I was arguing with her, but it was about politics and it was something it was when W was president. And of course, like she wanted him impeached and all this stuff. And I and 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 I even think this was before 9-11. She just hated him. And she was talking about something. And I said, you know, mom, we need to be really careful because if you allow this to happen to him. Because, you know, there I forget what it was like a demo. I said, like, then Republicans are going to be able to play the same game with us. And you need to be like really Mm -hmm. understand that every move you make, you're then saying everybody can make that move. You can't just be that I'm in the right so I can do it. I was like, you have to understand that, yes, there are things that are clearly right and wrong, but there is also moral relativism, you know, in that idea is that, you know, if you change the picture, change the context, put it in the long view, put it in the short view, look through a different lens, like things might look differently. I said, you have, we have, and she just wouldn't go there. And I was like, mm -mm. you have, that is the glory. It's sort of like we need people in their twenties to be righteous and overcorrect and be zealots and see in black and white. But why elders really matter is because we can help people see the gray area and mm -hmm. say, let's pull back because that's going to prevent overcorrection or something that's weird. That's something our that's, gonna... era, era. that's our era, Alex. That's not all older people. That's, that's the, true. The, the, our generation because yes. boomers 
boomers were very black and white. I think yeah, I agree. one of the things that we bring to the table as a generation, Gen X, is that we understand nuance. So yeah. we're going to be the, 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 that little piece in the middle that's going to help the younger generation see that not everything's black and white. Right. Just like, I agree. like we are for boomers. And so it, I think it's, it's true. definitely a Gen X thing that we should be very proud of. We have a few things. Well, I was actually like looking that was taking us back to the Super Bowl. I really I get it that, of course, that was music for people in their formative years. Just the way I can't really claim. Like Led Zeppelin and and like even Donna Summer, right, as my generation. Right. But those are two. It's a band and a woman. But I mean, I can't claim those two as my generation in the sense. Right. But they formed me like I, you know who I am is based on the music that I heard, like disco and rock. Those are the things, you know, 70, yeah. early 70s stuff really impacted me, but not my generation. So I really sort of enjoyed seeing them because it really does kind of bring everybody together. It is really, it's, it's really weird to sort of think how long, like how quaint. Yes. Like when Snoop Dogg was like singing, I was like, oh my God, this is all so quaint. I was like, I'm going to go read like, I, I, you know, I used to have these like tapes. Like, I was like, all right, well, I, I got to find it. It was old vinyl. Old vinyl. That they actually scratched to make it But you know, rap started in the 70s in the Bronx. I know it did. You know, I, I mean, absolutely it did. But it was like, it wasn't that I, I did not. It started in the 70s, right? It did not make it to New Jersey in the 70s, at least not to me. Now, there's probably other people. I would say 80s is when yeah, I started, early 80s. early 80s. And still, Sugar Hill Gang. That I was knew the whole, I, early 81. Mm-hmm. And I knew, I could still sing the whole song. Like, Same. I'm not going to do it now for you, but I can sing the entire part of that song. And then when it was on TV, I forget what whether it was Solid Gold or whatever, like, music show when they would, like, sing live. Oh, Train! Oh, my God. I know! <laughs> oh, I miss Soul Train so much. There's a, there's a whole series on that, too. I know. Well, I've been... Actually, I watched some of that. Well, what's interesting to me is, like, what I think people forget and this makes us sound really old is that we needed to find the music right if we heard it on the radio then we needed to try to find it i remember sitting with my little portable tape recorder tape it like if it came on the radio i would try to tape it because i couldn't save yes. up my allowance fast enough to like get the album you know or like we would go to the mall and i'd go to sam goodies and i'd get the 45 yes. you know but it was like so but I remember then, like all those TV shows, you'd be sitting in front and you'd be like, oh, my God, oh, my God, like they're on. And yeah. you try to write down the lyrics. I would try to write down the lyrics because I yeah. could because I just sang all the songs totally wrong because who knew? Yes. There's a whole TikTok called Misheard Lyrics. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let me tell you. My favorite. She's hilarious. She's because now you can you can see what the lyrics are back to the day when you were like learning it. Oh my god, so funny! It's Whole true. TikTok misheard lyric. All right, see, this is I'm gonna end up getting on TikTok. Oh no, I gotta wait. I gotta wait. Wait, wait, wait. It's okay. I mean, if you do get on, 
you know, just try to find the more educational things first, you know, crutches and spice, the ones I sent you. Right. I love those. Oh my God. I tried to send you the ones that were really relevant to that episode. I couldn't believe I I could find them. But yeah, I love, I love, like, I I love consuming TikTok more than actually engaging. I get it. Yeah. But it's, I have to say, it's sort of early days of Instagram. Yes. Or kind of became one big ad. Now I kind of like Instagram is for shopping. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> and and ads, you know what I mean? And I've curated so I get good ads there. But I mean, I it isn't I don't consume there anymore. It doesn't seem yeah. because every other thing is an ad. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, OK, this is just shopping. I'm not like looking at art. I'm not lo- I'm not consuming things. It's I, I totally get it. Well, TikTok is going to go that way. So. If well, you are going to be another on, thing. I mean, every, and that's, be another thing. And then that's the next one I'll go to. because I get over it once the ads, every third thing is an ad. I'm like, uh, I hate shopping. I just hate shopping. Saying that, I need to show you what I purchased. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That is so cute. My new bag. It's so that little. It is so little. It's so adorable. Yeah. So, so but I do hate shopping i like yeah i actually really been loving shopping lately i went to i went thrifting with my mm-hmm. friend jen and i did i tell you this i bought a pair of pleather shorts like yeah. like i wore them out i guess <laughs> eric looked at me i was like do i look rid-? i was like just tell me do i look ridiculous you know but i was wearing like tights i was wearing like my really fun shoes from berlin and just like with a t-shirt like pretty mellow right I was like, do I look ridiculous? Because, you know, in L.A., nobody really dresses up. So it's like hard and then it's hot and I'm wearing tights. And I was like, he was like, well, you do look like you're going clubbing. And I'm like, well, that's ridiculous. Like, I'm 54 years old. Like, I'm not going clubbing. Are you sure this isn't your weird? And then I went to dinner anyway. And then I asked everybody at dinner, what were they going to say? Yes, you look ridiculous, Alex. But they were like, no, you look a little rock and roll. And I was like, I'll take rock and roll. It's all right. But. I don't care. Fuck it. I loved it. And then I never ask anybody how I look anymore. I'm like, <laughs> you're either going to take it or you're not. Fuck it. If you're going to stare away. Some people stare. I don't give a shit. Wow. Well, I, I always ask Eric, but he'll never tell me the truth. I was because I always ask. And I'm sorry. This is this is my damaged self. I'm always saying, do I look fat? I get it. I get it. Damaged. Damaged. And he's always going to say no. And yeah. so it is like a ridiculous circle we go in, but I was like, I'll, it's fine. It's that's what I do. And we don't have a good mirror. So now right now I'm standing on the tub edge. to Like actually get the full like shot and light of how I look. So there's there's that get a mirror. It's three dollars. No, we have a mirror, but we the lighting changed in the bedroom for the better. But we lost the light. Now I need to make, get it doesn't matter. I'm going to figure this out <laughs> and it's fine. It's a little, it's, you know, I stand in the heels and I balance on the tub. It's, it's, it's winning. It's a house accident waiting to happen. But yeah, but I loved it. We did it, but it was fun to go shopping. Although, you know, I have to say Los Angeles thrift stores, you know, I'm on the east side. It isn't like I'm on the west side, which where I would expect Mm -hmm. more of this because it'd be more like people who are acting in like front of the camera. It like over here, it's more people behind the camera. But seriously, tons of beautiful clothes in size zero and one. Mm-hmm. 
And then like you get to the size like six, eight and 10, which is my range of sizes. And I'm looking and there's like this much stuff. There's like three (laughs) inches of clothes that don't just look like grandma clothes. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then but, you know, it's okay. Jen and I went through all the clothes. And then, of course, I found I don't live in San Francisco anymore. And I'm also not 30 anymore. But I found a pair of green fake snakeskin platform shoes. And I was like, I fucking need to have these. I did. And I actually bought a pair of white snakes skin boots, which are much nicer. But these were just so out there. I was like, I just need a place to wear these. And this is where I was like, if I lived in Manhattan, I would just go to brunch in the shoes. Like I would just wear them to brunch because it'd be so fun. But in LA, everybody goes to brunch with their fucking flip flops. I'm not gonna, it just, and I know I shouldn't care. Well, it depends where you go. Where I go for brunch, you don't, you would, you do not, you see people dressed up. I don't see anybody dressed up. I am going to brunch on Sunday, so maybe I'll wear clothes. But I'm, where are you going? Maybe we need to upgrade where you go. Maybe that's true. Yeah, it's, I think you should just invent the teleporter and let me teleport to Manhattan for brunch every single every single Sunday. <laughs> every single Sunday, I if I could just teleport to Manhattan for brunch every single Sunday. My, my God, life, yeah. And then even though you hate shopping, we'll go shopping. And then you have to give me your tour. Like you have to do your tour. I have to do give you my tour. And then you need to also take me shopping because you know what to do. But see, I I, shopping in New York is so much more fun than shopping here. Shopping here is such a nightmare. But anyway, on that note. I know. All right. We got to go because both of us have meetings because we both have jobs and (laughs) we have to do stuff. I know. We don't want to leave. I don't want to. But make sure to listen to us. You guys. Oh, by the way, this is our 50th episode. Is it? I thought we were already at 100. No. Oh, like I love Lenya is like all about abundance. (laughs) It's 100 episodes. She's it feels like it's 100 episodes, Alex. You're that taxing. You're that taxing. (sighs) Wow. We're in our 50th. Yeah, this is a big one. We didn't have a gas. We didn't have a plan. But we're, we rock. Yes. <laughs> wow. Well, come celebrate with us, everyone. Yeah. Leave us a comment. Yeah, please let us know what you want to listen to. Hopefully we'll have on some guests. Both of us are really swamped right now, so it might just be us. But we have fun. We'll always yes. tell you what we think. And we'll we're see you next the week. Basics. We're back what? to the basics. We're back to the back basics. Very yes. Exactly. Yes. All right. Well, maybe now. Yeah. And we should probably talk about New Year's goal, like our goals, like where we were. Yeah. We'll talk about that. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, everybody. Listen Bye. to us. Whipping Bridge in the Gap. I'm unstable. Oh. I mean, I'm not everybody. It just said your internet connection is unstable. Yes, I'm unstable. <laughs>